0: Block Talk Radio.
1: You're listening to Starseed Radio Academy, empowering Starseed to better serve the planet. Welcome to Starseed Radio Academy. It's Tuesday, August 4th, 2015, and I'm your host, Arielle Taylor, with my co hosts, Lavendar and Anastasia and also Tammy this evening. Our eighth Crystal Quest to Arkansas is October 11 through 17, and we're now gathering members of the Crystal Soul Group to participate. This group is identified by having at least one of these six star markings on your chart, either 25, 26, or 27 degrees of Capricorn, Cancer, Aquarius, Leo, Taurus, or Scorpio. If you feel the call of the crystals but aren't sure if you have the required star markings, just send an email to crystals at starseedhotline.com with your birth info, and make sure you include uh, the date, the exact time, the place of birth, as well as your current location, and I'll be happy to take a quick look at your charts to see if you're part of this soul family and to send you more details if you are. We have several shows in our archives entitled Crystal Quest Stories, If you'd like to hear about what it is meant to others in this soul group. Our special guest this evening is Tori Hartman, a world-renowned psychic, author, and spiritual teacher. She became aware of her abilities at the tender age of eight. Then, after a near-death experience, she began having encounters with angels who told her profound fables... And these would be the foundation of her number one best-selling Chakra Wisdom Oracle Cards designed to help people find guidance and clear the blocks on their path. She's the only American psychic ever interviewed by the New York Times and the Los Angeles Journal. And she's appeared on Coast to Coast as well as other menus with mass exposure. Her website is ToriHartman.com and that's spelled tori Hartman, H-A-R-T-M-A-N.com. At the top of the show, it's the Starseed News with Anastasia, bringing topics of interest to Starseeds that you won't hear in the mainstream. And then uh, we're going to bring Tammy online, and we're going to tell you a little bit more about Arkansas, the Crystal Quest, and the magic that happens there. We'd like to thank Fiona and Vanya for hosting the Switchboard this evening. We have an online Starseed community at starseedhotline.ning.com. And special thanks to Tammy, as always, for her dedication to our forum. You can download our show podcast on iTunes or right from our Blog Talk radio episode page. Just look for the little cloud with an arrow on it. If you'd like to support our show, just click follow on our page here at Blog Talk and you'll get our weekly show notices. The toll-free number for StarseedHotline.com is 888-881-0881. The Stage 1 Starseed confirmations are based on Lavendar's discovery of star markings and your natal astrological chart. And the Stage 2 session is a one-on-one phone session available with Lavendar, Anastasia, or myself. Remote healing sessions for people and pets are also available with Tammy. If you have a birthday coming up don't miss out on your 10 hours of power because you can find out when that happens by requesting your solar return timing so first off this evening I would like to introduce Anastasia with the Starseed news hi Anastasia
0: well good evening Arielle good evening Starseed listeners it's great to be with you. Hope everyone is doing well. It's been a very active week with the news, so, Ariel, I guess I'd better get started. We've got lots to cover. Uh, I wanted to tell you about the sun. NOAA forecasters are estimating a 40% chance of polar geomagnetic storms uh, in two days when a co-rotating interaction region, I've never heard of that before, is called a CIR, and it's expected to hit Earth's magnetic field. Now what is a CIR? They say it's a transition zone between fast and slow moving solar wind streams. Solar wind plasma piles up in these regions producing density gradients and shock waves they say that do a great job of sparking some magnificent auroras. And we are having a special thing happen in the sky, the inferior conjunction of Venus. On August 15th, Venus will pass almost directly between Earth and the Sun. And it's an event astronomers call inferior solar conjunction. And as Venus approaches the Sun, the planet will turn its right side toward the Earth and will change to a thin silver disk. They're advising people not to look at it directly. It requires special optical devices because you will get your eyes, your retinas burned by the Sun. But it is supposed to be a spectacular thing to see for those that have the right equipment to see it. And astronomers have discovered a secret planetary system in Cassiopeia, which is very reminiscent of our own solar system. This comes from Science Daily. And they're saying that astronomers from the University of Geneva have discovered secret planetary system hiding in the arms of Cassiopeia just 21 light years away from us. Isn't that something? They say this remarkable planetary system that's similar to our own, and it is named HD 219134. It hosts one outer giant planet and three inner super-Earths, one of which transits in front of the large star. They say it's that star or the transiting super-Earth that has a density similar to the one that we live on, planet Earth. They are discovering stuff all the time, only 21 light-years away from us. Amazing. And from Sputnik News, we find out that NASA is scared of traffic jams around Mars. (laughs) No kidding! With a growing number of spacecraft that's orbiting the red planet, NASA is beginning to worry about celestial collisions. To avoid satellite fender benders, the agency is looking to boost its deep space network traffic monitoring system. The space around Mars is becoming surprisingly crowded. India launched its probe last year, immediately followed by NASA's MAVEN spacecraft. They're now orbiting Mars, narrowly avoiding the Mars Odyssey, the Mars Reconnaissance Orbiter, and Mars Express probes that are also in orbit around Mars. Now, not to mention Phobos and Deimos, which is the planet's two moons. Now, while their orbits are typically further out than that of the spacecraft, they say that there are points of overlap when our craft could run into one of their moons. Well, did you know that there are over 19,000 large pieces of space junk that are being tracked in orbit around our own planet? They say that if a similar buildup were to occur around Mars, it could add a strain on the tracking system and make future missions to the red planet exponentially more complicated. Well, leave it to humankind to just litter so many things. 19,000 pieces of space junk in our own orbit and now it's already starting to get busy around Mars. Who would have thunk it uh, a couple of decades ago? Well, uh, NASA also wants to send microbes to Mars to prep the red planet for human habitation. Surprised? Well, I was. NASA is considering the possibility of a manned mission to Mars, but it it may first send another life form microscopic bacteria which could biologically engineer the planet's ecosystem making it more habitable. Now For NASA their little answer could be cyanobacteria. The agency has been funding research to send ecosystem building pioneering organisms to Mars. They will store these bacteria inside small canisters they could plant it in the Martian soil by a robot and they say that interactions between the bacteria and the dry clay would then produce oxygen. Slowly but surely, they say a habitable atmosphere would begin to develop on the red planet. What do you know about that? Using bacteria to create an atmosphere. Hmm. And also, uh, according to a scientist with the SETI Institute, he's saying that the origins of life on Earth can be traced back to Mars. Billions of years ago, when the red planet was believed to have hosted a more habitable environment than ours, He believes that Mars and Earth are both very closely connected because the two have a very similar size and composition and have spent much of their history exchanging space debris with one another. Now, This process of intergalactic life transfer is known as panspermia, and it just might be that Mars provided our planet with life as well as much of our water. Uh, this scientist said, quote, at the time when life appeared on Earth, Mars did have an ocean. It had volcanoes, it had lakes, and it had deltas, end quote. But now, uh, of course, we know that Mars' surface shares more in common with the desert uh, on Earth because unlike Earth, the red planet is not habitable, and they say that it lost its habitability very quickly due to a weak magnetic field. At least that's what we think. They say that when life began to explode on Earth, everything went south for Mars. So, wow. interesting. We're really into a sort of a Mars thing right now. It's really all over the news. It's the latest and the greatest thing in exploration, and uh, we're just finding out an awful lot of stuff. Well, according to uh, the UN, the United Nations report, this is out of Moscow, by the way, Sputnik News, the world's population is expected to grow by 4 billion at the end of the century. That's right. They say that the world population will reach a whopping 11.2 billion people. Now the update to the UN's world population estimates say that a total of 7.3 billion people currently inhabit this earth. And they say the number is predicted to reach 8.5 billion by 2030 and 9.7 by 2050. And out of the Daily Mirror, a wonderful little story about an egg-shaped skull that was unearthed 4,000 years ago, or from 4,000 years ago, in a, uh, in Russia, in a place called Arkane. Now, this skeleton was found on the site which is known as Russia's Stonehenge, and it has sparked very fresh ideas about, well, maybe not so fresh, but new controversy about extraterrestrial visitors to Earth. This elongated skull is shaped slightly like an egg on an otherwise humanoid form and has brought attention from the New Age community that contends these are alien remains. Well, of course, don't you know, archaeologists are still insisting that these skeletons, which are this one in particular, belong to a female from a 4,000 B.C. settlement, was deformed because of the practice of head binding in their particular tribe. But whatever the case... This is just another of the many mysteries that are surrounding the Russian Stonehenge. And by the way, they say that scientists, scientists are saying that this Russian Stonehenge was built about the same time as the one in Britain. Very interesting. Lots of mysteries. Things to uncover. Yeah. Well, in Tampa, Florida, we've had a lot of torrential rainfall. They say it's been the worst flooding in over 65 years. Just days of torrents of rain have uh, left large portions of Tampa underwater. With more than half a foot of rain reported in some areas, dozens of roads have been closed, and rescue workers have saved more than three dozen people. There's just been so much flooding that the Pasco County Sheriff's Office said that it's supposed to be the worst flood in 65 years. So, a lot of flooding down there. It's got to be difficult. That's flat land. And... uh, It's unfortunate. Well, in Port Monmouth, New Jersey, uh, they have found thousands of dead crabs which have washed ashore at the Bayshore Waterfront Park. Visitors say the crabs were found all along the coastline as well as in the water, and a spokesman for the New Jersey Department of Environmental Protection says dead crabs washed up in the area two weeks ago as well. They don't know what's causing it, but the department is looking into what, what caused it. We have had some strange, strange weather across the planet, and a lot of flooding, in every continent, every, to every place, just major, major rainfall, and snow in some very unusual places. Now we know that Scotland is a northern country, and we know that it's cold, but even in July, it's unusual for Scotland to get snow. And the Scottish Weather Service, uh, service excuse me, has. Uh, predicted snow with low temperatures and frost. Um, They say that they've actually sent out what they call gritters, those are uh, sand trucks, they call them gritters, along the highways in Scotland because they were anticipating uh, freezing weather and snow. Now, some areas of Scotland have had more than double the average expected rainfall for July, and June was the coldest summer month in 40 years. Perth, Scotland, has had 225% of its normal rainfall. Dundee, 196%. And Glasgow and Edinburgh had 183% more rain than usual. This is just happening all over the planet. Additionally, in Australia, in a place where there shouldn't be snow, they have been having uh, a lot of um, snow, even though it is winter down there. So, strange weather everywhere. Well, a 6.3 magnitude earthquake has struck Alaska some 42 uh, miles southwest of the active Rideau volcano, uh, according to the USGS. Now, notably, this earthquake also struck near Mount Katmai, which is the site of the largest volcanic eruption of the 20th, 20th century. And the quake hit about 140 miles southwest of Anchorage. But this uh, brings up another situation that's happening. There is volcanic activity and earthquakes from Mexico to the Philippines, uh, a large swath of growing unrest. Now, Mexico's uh, National Disaster Prevention Center said in its daily report that the Popocatépetl volcano registered a total of 80 low-intensity exhalations and six explosions yesterday, releasing plumes of smoke about two kilometers high. And of course, I just mentioned the quake near Alaska's Rideau volcano alongside at least eight volcanic earthquakes that rocked Mount Bulusan in the Philippines. And now they're discovering a magma intrusion in the Peruvian volcano of Eubinus. So there is just a lot of activity volcanically. And we talk about that just about every week. It certainly isn't getting less. It actually seems to be intensifying. Well, out of uh, Moscow... uh, Russians are quite uh, seem to be appear to be quite uh, liberal in their news when we turn on uh, national news here we hear about celebrities and we hear about lost dogs and and a lot of um, political gossip and so on but we really don't we really aren't informed about what some of the um, academics of our time might be thinking but it's not that way in russia uh, they're quite frank and open about rather liberal things, and now uh, there was an article out of Sputnik News which says that the world geological community is warning that today's seismic activity on our planet is nothing compared with what's to come. They say that natural disasters which have swept over our planet in recent years indicate that the world has entered an era of climactic instability, and some of the reasons worth considering is that the Earth is rotating around its own axis slower. The International Earth Rotation Service, did you know there was such a thing? I did not. The International Earth Rotation Service has regularly added a second or two to the length of a 24-hour day in very recent years. This is the main reason, according to a professor at the Moscow Energy Institute, why the planet, which is nothing more than a gigantic electrical machine, according to science, has had its energy balance upset. It has been established that when the Earth's rotation slows by one second a year, it releases a tremendous amount of heat, hundreds of times the volume of energy released by human industrial activity. Now, based on the premise that all processes on Earth run according to vast Enormous cosmic cycles that in turn depend on the solar system's position in our galaxy, they say that we may be facing another great flood. So, hmm, interesting. And I want to talk to our audience tonight about Windows 10. I thought this was important enough to bring up. We all use computers. This comes from TWN News. In fact, there's been a number of news providers that have uh, brought this issue to the fore and I want to share it with you tonight. Uh, they say that there is a new privacy policy and uh, service agreement from Microsoft that is um, attached to Windows 10 and there's some unsettling things that are in the fine print that everybody should be thinking about if they are using the company's services and software. They say that the Privacy Statement and Services Agreement contains 45 pages, and like so many other companies, Microsoft has grabbed some very broad powers to collect things you do, say, and create while using its software. Your data won't be staying on your computer, that much is for certain. When you sign into Windows with your Microsoft account, and the operating system immediately syncs, settings, and data to the company's servers. That includes your browser history, favorites, and the websites you currently have open, as well as saved app, website, and mobile hotspot passwords, and Wi-Fi network names and passwords. Now, although you can deactivate that by going into settings, it's a fact that many users won't get around to that. They won't even be able to find it even though they probably would want to. Microsoft has issued this as a default that they are able to look into your stuff and you have to have the sensibility to turn it off yourself. Now, when you turn on Cortana, which is that virtual assistant, they say you're also turning on a whole host of data sharing. Cortana, um, in order to provide you with its, quote, personalized experiences, Microsoft will collect and use various types of your data such as your device location, data from your calendar, the apps you use, data from your emails and text messages, who you call, your contacts and how often you interact with them on your device. And also please be mindful that because Cortana analyzes speech data, Microsoft collects your voice input as well as your name and nickname, your recent calendar events, the names of people in your appointments, and information about your contacts, including names and nicknames. Whatever happens, just know that Microsoft knows what you're doing. Now, the updated uh, terms also state that Microsoft will collect information, quote, from you and your devices including, for example, app use data and apps that run on Windows and data about the networks that you connect to, advertisers are going to know exactly who you are. Now Windows 10 generates a unique advertising ID for each user on its device that can be used by developers and ad networks to profile you. In addition, Windows 10 comes with iris scans, facial recognition, and fingerprint scanners. Uh Uh-oh. Wow.
1: That Uh is a
0: nest of vipers right there.
1: Oh, my God. And you pay for that. And uh,
0: (laughs) You know, this is just stuff they're not going to tell you on average television because they want everybody to just sign up for that, get in line, and just share all your stuff. Heck.
1: You pay for the software that looks down your pants.
0: Absolutely. I was gonna say that, Ariel, but I'm glad you did. I don't I didn't have the nerve to say that. But that's exactly what it amounts to. We just all need to get into fish bowls and wire up and let our thoughts be known and what after all, according to some people, you have nothing to hide. What's the problem? Well, it's about freedom and it's about sovereignty and respect and dignity and about owning ourselves, not having somebody else own us. Well, how's this for creepy? <laughs> Sorry, guys, to do this to you tonight, but I had to share this with you. There's a Barbie that spies on kids. I didn't know about this. And actually, this happened about March, I believe. But um, Mattel came out with a doll called Hello Barbie that dialogues with kids, talks to them. It records their answers and sends the information back to a database via Wi-Fi and Bluetooth. Yes, indeedy. Hello Barbie is the world's first interactive Barbie doll and well, yes, for the third time I'll say tonight, it's creepy. It's equipped with a microphone and internet connectivity. The doll asks questions to children, records their answers, and sends the information back to Mattel servers where it is filed and processed by a powerful algorithm. Well, what are they doing with that data? Uh, Listen up, I'll keep telling you here. According to the Washington Post, Hello Barbie works by recording a child's voice with an embedded microphone that is triggered by pressing a button on the doll. And as the doll listens, audio recordings travel over the web to a server where the snippets of speech are recognized and processed. That information leads to Hello Barbie responses. Well, at the New York Toy Fair, Mattel representatives demonstrated the doll's capabilities and one of the reps was chatting with Hello Barbie, and while this person was talking to their, uh, to the doll, the woman said that she liked being on stage. Well, later in the conversation, when the Mattel representative asked Hello Barbie what she should be when she grew up, the doll responded, quote, well, you told me you liked being on stage, so maybe a dancer or a politician, or how about a dancing politician? So the doll not only uh, processes data, but remembers it, retains it, and stores it. And I just wanna share with you a couple of lines from Toy Talk's privacy policy. That Toy Talk is the person that handles, the subdivision that handles Hello Barbie. Quote, we may use, transcribe, and store such recordings to provide and maintain the service to improve speech recognition technology and artificial intelligence algorithms and for other research and development or internal purposes. Uh, Recordings may contain personal information and may be available to third parties. Well, that's my suggestion for our listeners tonight. We probably should research this astounding fine print, which, by the way, goes on and on and on. We should read it before you buy it, and then maybe you'll just decide to opt out and get a teddy bear instead. Well. According to RT News, there's been an amazing discovery that could rewrite textbooks. A paleontologist has accidentally found blood and soft tissue preserved in tattered dinosaur fossils. Now, they say that this is raising an age-old question of whether or not we can actually resurrect dinosaurs. Uh, They found their red blood cells and collagen fibers by chance. Uh, college researchers had asked a history museum for some fossils in order to test some uh, microscopic equipment uh, uh, they were trying to um, use to for re- human research. They weren't researching dinosaurs. They were researching human stuff. And uh, they got eight pieces of these shards, uh, 75 million years old they were, and uh, they discovered it quite by accident. Somebody was just looking at it and thought they saw a, a blood cell and... Uh, they couldn't believe it. They thought it must be something else. Maybe it was from a museum worker's cut finger or whatever. No, no. As they began to study with this uh, very specific instrument that they were using, uh, they discovered, indeed, that this was blood cells, which, of course, contains all that good stuff that they need to resurrect dinosaurs. They found collagen and uh, inside the bone fra- fragments and they say that this is going to be outstanding for the development of paleontology because it is going to identify unknown specimens and unravel whole dinosaur family trees. That's a big development. So there we have it. Science is rocketing forward, and here we are watching. But you know, Ariel, it's... uh, I think about technology, and we talk about this from time to time, how fast that's going. And we just need to match our spiritual technology and uh, go just as fast, if not faster.
2: If we'll evolve
0: along with what we're inventing, we'll be fine. If we don't, oh well. And that's what Starseed do. They evolve in consciousness, and we're using spiritual technology. And that's a very good thing. Everyone listening to this program is so important, and I love all of you. And we we'll all have a good week, and I know we're going to have a great show tonight. We
1: are. We are. And uh, I want to thank you so much. That was um, very diverse and uh, important information in this new show tonight. So uh, thank you for that. And thank I, you. I don't
2: know,
1: <laughs> it might keep me up a little tonight, but. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, there's
0: just a lot going on, and I think that, you know, we need to know some of this stuff.
1: Well, it's you know, buyer beware. Kind oh, of yeah. A, you have to oh, yeah. Yeah. technology and, and the way the society is. Yeah. But thank you so well, much for bringing it to our attention. You bet. Okay. Thank you, Anastasia, for the Starseed News, and we'll talk to you next week. Okay. Um, right now um, we're going to talk just for a couple of minutes about our upcoming Crystal Quest. And I am kind of scanning through the switchboard because I know there you are, Tammy. Okay, Um, I'm going to bring Tammy uh, online and uh, then Lavendar. So um, Tammy and Lavendar, we are on the air ready to go. And Tammy, we're going to let you kick it off. And um, the topic is Arkansas. The land, the crystals, um, tell us what you um, want to tell us.
3: Well, first of all, I'd like to thank Anastasia for the news. Every week she just has such timely information, and I know it takes a lot of time to put this together. And um, just the story tonight, I'm like you, Ariel. I'm going to um, have a hard time sleeping, thinking about Tracker Barbie in her camouflage <laughs> outfit. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So thank you so much, Anastasia. Uh, we, we love you and just really appreciate all that you bring to us. And now back to our trip. I'm really feeling and amping up of the energies here in Mount Ida as the call has gone out for the eighth Crystal Quest here in October. And I love to track and watch how each of these groups play out. And the heartbeat starts from galactic design and the land here then as each starseed family hears the beat they know their names on this quest and as they sign up it's like their energy signature goes into the calling and alignments start and as the group fills up it's as if each one becomes a thread and a powerful beautiful tapestry and this weave creates a unity of purpose that is indescribable Indescribable unless you're here to experience it. It just people we we circle up one way, and at the end of the week, the circle. I I feel like I, I can't believe no one has levitated off the ground yet. <laughs> the the quests are ever changing and growing in momentum. As Lavender's always coming up with new ways of doing things, and always each. Each group, she she has information that aligns to the current play on the planet. I want to put the call out to those who have joined us in the past and to new Starseed to consider returning to the place of peace. As much has changed and much needs to be discussed. We've been gathering in this land, Star People, for over 11,000 years now. In the land here, Manitaka, in this crystalline land with a silica it, it, it is just it's kind of untouched it, it, it's a blessing in, in many ways that the government has taken over much of the land down here because it, it, it's kept it pristine and untouched in many ways and uh, Manitaka it holds the wisdom of the universe and there are so many treasures yet to be discovered down here, and it's it's my feeling that the more that the star family comes, the more information is going to open up. I know personally living down here on the land uh, and each group that comes it's it's an a, a personal awakening for me with each group, and I see and, and more information comes forth about what this land holds. So if you've been feeling alone, it might be time to nurture yourself and come to a soul family reunion. It's like no family reunion you've ever experienced. And I hope to see your bright light in our October circle. And as I was drawing some medicine cards about this October quest, the card spread that came out was was just overwhelming to me, and and the card that really was outstanding is the shawl card, and I'd like to read a little bit of this to you. If the shawl has fallen across your shoulders, you're being invited to return home. If you have forgotten yourself recently, it is now time to remember your essence and potential. If you have walked a cro- crooked trail. In a world full of judgment, it's now time to come home to the loving heart and see the value in all past and chosen lessons. You may be coming home to the magic that you once believed in or to a new series and sense of well-being, but in every case you are returning to a temporarily forgotten state of being. In every life, there is need to return to the simplicity of happiness. If you have forgotten how to find the simple truths that once supported your inner joy, it's time to return home. So I hope to see you here. And if you hear the beat go out from these words, you'll know your name is on it. That's just
1: so perfect. And um, I might want to mention that the um, the Native American, um, well, they're legends now, but they're based on, on truth. Uh, would you just tell us a, a little bit about, uh, from a, a Native American perspective, because I know you've got that um, all over your own soul records, so you're the one to, to speak for
3: uh, the Native American perspective on Manitoka. Once again, for over 11,000 000- 11,000 years prior to when DeSoto came here, and the first view of, of white man, tribes from all over gathered here. This was the most sacred place. The elders would come and discuss what was happening on the earth and what needed to be done. The grandmothers would get together and discuss new ways of healing. And the in the earthwork that they did, the warriors would go out and get novaculite an and flint and gather the great crystals. And the women, there was a circle around Manitaka that was so pure, a perfect circle grew around the mountain. And all the herbs and healing properties that were needed for all the tribes grew in this circle. It it is, there are so many myths and legends to what this land holds here and its connection to the star people. And there's a sacredness here that that still holds true as it did 11,000 years ago. And, And there's a knowing to come here to get rejuvenated for regeneration in the waters, with the crystals, with the land. And on our last quest, one of our questers had a a beautiful experience up on Fisher Mountain where she remembered as a Native American. And a few days after that, she came up to me and she said that she had got a message. And truth knows its own source, and this felt so true to me, this message that came forth through her, that the waters are awakening. And, and, And there's new life even coming to the waters here. Wow. Yeah. There's so much. I, I Even in the past six months, the things that I have learned that I'll be sharing, um, it's, mind, it's mind-boggling. Often we, we think we need to travel the world to get to that place of great mystery, and sometimes it's in your own back door. That's true. That's true. And I
1: know that the land itself is... Um, Amping up, and uh, a lot of part of that is due to the returning of so many star beings um, in the crystal soul groups that come and the work that we do there. Um, and you're there year round, so and you can really track the 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 changes and the and the uplifting
3: of the energies.
1: Uh, so. Oh yeah, there's
3: there's been such a difference since the first time I came here um when when I first moved down here, I would go to places and I would actually throw up i would get physically ill because work needed to be done and 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 um, that that doesn't happen anymore yeah,
1: well, you're much, much so close, much healing
3: happens so close. down here for the land and for the star seeds i believe
1: yeah well that that's that's just a a testament because you are you're so connected to that land that when the land is sick, you're sick, and when the land is good, you're good. Is it like that for you? Yes. Yeah. So um, thanks to all of the the prior Crystal Quest groups that have come there and got the spin going and then increased it and expanded it, and we intend to continue this um, as we bring more and more groups there. So as Tammy said if you, if you feel the need to return home, to come back to loving family, to empower and do work for the land, on behalf of the land, and be empowered yourself, uh, send us an email. Send it to crystals at starseedhotline.com uh, so it doesn't get buried in our other massive emails. And... Um, is there anything else you want to add before i, I bring lavender i just on? want
3: to i just want to say one more thing how fortunate we are that after each quest we say this is the best quest ever <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but uh, once again, what a wonderful thing
1: it is it is and you're right you know you're absolutely right so um lavender we're going to um Where are you? Okay, do you have anything that you want to add?
4: Yes, I would like to to say uh, about the Atlantean um, uh, discovery that was made some time ago with the crystals. See, the Atlanteans, they came and mined the quartz crystal from the area of, of, of Arkansas. But before they went kaboom and they disappeared, a group of them came to the Arkansas area and they coated the crystal veins with information that would match the bloodlines, the soul records, and they would be able to retrieve the information that was needed if technology ever came to the planet like it had come to Atlantis. So there was a safeguard that was placed in quartz crystal. So these crystals are, are being activated at different times to bring up the information that the star seeds are now needing to, um, to have on the planet. And the Giza crystals that I was able to retrieve um, before I went to Cairo, Egypt in 1983, um, we found a diver to go down and, and get these little tiny hair crystals out of, uh, out of the Jeffrey mine, which was underwater. And I didn't know it then, but these crystals were just waiting. To go to Cairo, Egypt, so the Pleiadians could code them with energy seven million times celestial power. And when I said, Well, how powerful is that? They said, You have nothing on your planet to measure these with. So we brought them back and we distributed them all over the world. And in 1987, I thought we were actually through with planting these crystals, but the man that I was with would actually take some out, give them to him to go to the post office, and, uh, but I didn't know it. So when he died, Uh, His daughter brought me this box of these Giza crystals, and I went, oh, no. I thought these were all out in the world. But then I realized that it's time for Plan B for these Giza crystals. So these Giza crystals are part of the activation that's happening from from times of Atlantis. And it all connects with the starseed codes, the bloodlines, the soul records, and the many, many, many beings that said that they were going to come and be on the planet and be activated and suited up after 2012. And of course, after 2012, we see now that so much energy that's being pushed forward for evolution and advancement, and all kinds of things have been happening since 2012. It wasn't so much about the Mayan calendar uh, ending and and that information although that was valid to a lot of people what i see uh, and continue to see every day is that people's consciousness is rising and there people are waking up and they're waking other people up and there's star seeds that are walking around with these quartz crystals that are coated, that are also waking people up and passing on information so for those of you that have been listening to our show all these years, and if you've been thinking about coming to one of our quests, well, I just want to, to say that the, the one in October is going to be absolutely awesome with information, with crystal gatherings, with soul groups, and the way that Ariel puts the roommates together, she takes the charts and she matches up the people that really have connecting soul vibrations. And that is so intricate to what happens when the groups do come together and form a nucleus. So um, if you're listening and you've been thinking about it, well, I'm personally inviting you to come. If your name's on this, you'll know it. Okay, back to you,
1: Ariel. Well, thank you, Lavendar and Tammy. And we will um, be talking a little bit more about the quest um, from time to time between now and, and October. Tammy, did you want to add anything because I'm a um, – No, but I think
3: think I've said it. Okay.
1: All right. Well, thanks so much, Tammy. We love you. And I am going to bring um, Tori online here. In just a second, let me get your microphone open. Hi, Tori. Welcome to the show. We are so happy to have you here.
5: Thank you. I'm happy to be here. How are you?
1: Well, I am doing just great, and um, Lavendar is going to kick it off for us this evening.
4: Okay. Okay, Tori, I'm so excited that you uh, are here with us this evening. So let's start out by telling us a little bit about you and how you got activated into spiritual work. And have you had any um, ET connections or high spiritual, high strangeness stories that you could share with us?
5: Gosh, you know I'm sure I do
4: <laughs> Let me just.
5: Um, you know I have to say that I was pr- I'm probably the most reluctant psychic that's ever walked the earth. I mean, I never really wanted to do this. This was not something that I went got up and said, this is my calling, you know. Um, I have to say that like you know the things people say, oh, that's so weird, those are the pe- those are the things that happen to me every day. So I have to say that in some ways, every day is completely extraordinary. And even the people who know me will say things like, how did that happen? And I'll say, well, you know, it's just, I just created it. I just saw it and created it. So I think for me, that would be the most extraordinary is that, um, I've learned, and this is something that I have to say that I think is really tying into what you're asking me, which is this. I think everybody does that. I think the difference is is that a lot of times we think it's not real and we say, oh, it's weird, and we run from it. I think the key to having really phenomenal things happen in our lives is that, A, recognizing them, but then B, when they happen, kind of saying, yeah, this is exactly right on and not say, oh my gosh, it's so scary. Do, do you know what I mean? I think a lot of people are frightened by things that happen that are extraordinary. Does that make sense?
4: Well, yes, because people a lot of people just don't like change or or something they can't relate to. People right. like really to relate to things that that are that they've experienced or they have some common knowledge of it. if something comes at them and they have no knowledge of it well then their first inclination is to fear it
5: it's interesting you're saying that because i have to say i mean that's been my experience in in um you know in teaching intuition because what i tell people i have a course that i teach um uh, life purpose divination and what i tell people is you're not going to be able to learn this course with your brain so i'm gonna have to teach you how to shut down your brain in order to learn intuitively and it's really fascinating to watch because how how much people uh want to go am i doing it right i feel like i'm doing it wrong and you see my job is to hold the space for them right but what's really interesting is the you know i think there's been like two people since i started teaching this and one person is like this makes no sense i can't understand it i can't figure it out i just think it's ridiculous and I thought it was really observing it. I was like, wow, you're right on. And what you're saying right now is that this person is in such terror of change. They want to make me wrong so that they don't have to. Yeah. And, and, and it's okay. It's like this is, you know, listen, when we sign up for this work, we have to know that, you know, not everybody's going to like me. And it just happens that way. I mean, I think I'm pretty likable, but, you know, <laughs> the thing, too, is that, you know, I, I have to tell you, I live in this beautiful home. I'm very blessed. I created a, a, a beautiful home in the middle of Los Angeles. It's just this crazy, ridiculously expensive home. I created a recording studio in my yard. I have a fabulous publisher. And I created all this, and I went, a couple months ago, I said, hmm. And I was teaching Life First Divination at the time, and I said, you know what? I'm done, I'm moving, I'm selling everything and I'm gonna move to Asheville, North Carolina and I'll sell my house. People were like, what? What do you mean? You're over 50, how can you do something like that? I said, simple, I just do it. And it's not because I'm not grateful. See, this is the difference. I'm not ungrateful, but who the heck am I to be teaching people how to change their life if I'm not willing to change mine? And it's scary. It's not easy stuff. It's like we were saying, I love listening to you because it's like having this kind of calling, this isn't for the faint of heart. <laughs> it isn't. You know, it's people look at it and go, gosh, it's been so easy for you. And I'm laughing. I'm going, if only you knew how many times I dropped to my knees and I'm fetal. And I'm saying, God, please, am I doing it? This is the right thing. Is this?' And then something comes over me and says, just follow what you know to be true. And there's something in that wisdom. And, you know, I learned this a few years ago, and I still stand by it, that all belief is fear-based. I really have come to see that when people call me up, I've got to change this belief. And I go, why do you have to change a belief? That's rearranging a deck chair on the Titanic. You know, it's like it's, you're not seeing the point. What What is it about the belief? Well, I don't know. I'm believing in scarcity. I said, okay, so what? <laughs> and they're like, well, I've got to change it. I said, do you have a knowing that you don't deserve something? And they were like, no. So then let's go to the knowing of what you do know about yourself. What's your knowing? And by the way, for you and anybody else listening, step into your knowing. When you know something's true, when you know something is real, people can't doubt it. You know, and I'll wrap, the, this around this story. The way I learned this is a number of years ago, famous actor, I lived in Hollywood, so it was a famous actor at the time, and he's sitting on a bar, still so a bunch of us are talking, and he learned, leans over to me and he says, do you really believe this deep that you do? And I looked at him and I said, no, I don't believe any of it. I absolutely know it. And that shifted in me what I knew to be true. And so anytime that I'm in any kind of fear. I know there's some belief behind it. There's something I'm creating a belief around. I believe I can't do it. But if I know I can do it, I'm going to feel the fear and I'll just keep moving. And I think that's, you know, there have been so many times in my life when I think, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? The day my mortgage doubled. I was one of the people, by the way, I'm, I'm responsible for that recession we had a few years ago. I signed the bad loan, you know, and they came back and they doubled my mortgage. And, and my, my staff came in and said, what are you going to do? It went from 3000 to 6000 a month. And I looked at them and I said, well, I'll make more money. And everybody looked at me and, and, and the people who were working for me looked at me and said, do you know, no one would really think that. They'd think about cutting back or selling. And I said, I know, but I don't think like that. I think that spirit has given me something, a challenge, and I have to step up because that's my calling. You know, and it's really interesting. It was like, and, and, you know, in the past, and this was years ago now, this was about seven years ago, right before um, I self-published the card deck and the original card deck, that's eight years ago. And, you know, I've been fine ever since I made that decision to make more money. I did. And now I'm ready to let this house go and bless somebody else. Just a nominal home.
4: Let me ask you, how how did you come to uh, land in Asheville, North Carolina? What was the calling there?
5: Well, it's interesting because um, for me, I have a very good friend who lives there. And and the way that even happened was I had an idea for a business. I pulled her in to do the business with me. And then after about a year, I wasn't doing the business, so I gave it to her. And she's doing phenomenally now. She's just bought a a half-million-dollar home there. And she's one of my closest friends. I don't get anything from the business. Um, and she's there. And then two friends of mine who just moved from London, I'd stayed with them for a month when I was there a year and a half ago, they just moved. And something said to me, that's the place for you. Go there, go there. And I just followed and I said to everybody, I'm leaving. And everybody's like, what? I said, yeah. And I went there for two weeks and this is how, this is how I knew, all right? One of my greatest fears in my life has always been dentists. I've always had huge dental fear. And, you know, there are reasons. We can go into the reasons. You know, I, when I was a kid, I was drilled on without Novocaine, and I, my father died of complications around it. So I had a lot of issues, shall we say, around dentists. And then I, I'm in Asheville, and I chipped a tooth. And I'm already scared of dentists, mind you, right? <laughs> so... I just said, okay, spirit, tell me what I need to do. And I was at my friend's house and I said, I don't know. I've got this dental thing. And she said, well, call my dentist. You'll like her. And she and her father have this practice. I was like, okay. And I go in, I tell them how scared I am. And they said, that's okay. You won't be scared with us. And do you know, I was not scared. And I realized that was a big sign. It was like I was going to be taken care of. And by the way, my tooth turned out very well. And for a third of the price, it would have been California. And I just realized I love the mountains when I was standing there and I was stressed. I was thinking, am I doing this? God, am I doing this? This is crazy. And I took a breath of really fresh air and I opened my eyes and I was looking at the mountains and my shoulders dropped and I went, this is home. And that's how I chose it. It's just a series of events that brought me there. And You know, I'm simplifying. If I'm being honest with all of you, I want to simplify my life. I want to be writing and I want to be speaking and traveling. And I don't need all this anymore. I don't need to live in California. I don't believe everything brilliant has a California or a New York address. I'm from New York originally. And I think that there's great people out there. To be honest, I'm I'm running back to a life I ran away from. I ran away from simplicity and and a, a place of belonging. And I did that so I could have what I have, and I'm very grateful to have these wonderful things, but they're things. So I'm selling my Mercedes, I'm selling my big house. I'm selling everything to go, you know, get into a Ford Escape. How funny Escape, right. And you know, just live live my life, have make friends again. like just and it feels so right, you know.
4: We have so many Star seed in Asheville, North Carolina. That's why, that's why I wondered. I, I have a lot of clients there, and a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of people have been migrating there. And they're Star Seeds, people that that are here to evolve the planet. So you you'll be in real good company in the consciousness uh, of Asheville, North Carolina.
5: And I just think it's such a, and it's funny. I'm getting truth bumps as you're saying that. It's like. You know, and and you know how this is, and especially if we are of this ilk, if we are of our tribe, right? You know, it doesn't mean we don't get scared. It just means that we do it anyway.
4: Yeah,
5: right. I mean, you know, I think there's this whole myth around spirituality where, well, if I was more spiritual, I wouldn't be afraid. And it's like, really? Where'd you get that one? (laughs) Like, you know, I want to buy that. I want to buy that potion, you know. we have. You know, really? I mean, the thing is is we all like I still hand signal people if I don't like how they're driving, and it's not polite, okay? I'm learning but <laughs> so I don't drive that much. But you know, listen, I think the thing is is that it's about evolving into real people with with the intention of working things out. You know, one of my favorite quotes, and I've been really vibing on it a lot lately is, It's a Martin Luther King quote, and he said, listen, we may have all arrived on different ships, but we're all in the same boat now. And I just think, that's how I see my life, right?
4: Yeah.
5: I mean, I don't know any more than you. In fact, you know much more than me about you. My job isn't never, ever to tell you what, what to do with your life. My job is to support you in finding your way. And, you know, I always say about the psychic work is, listen, I believe my job is to make my job obsolete and to really step back and be, I think, and and this is what I'm teaching now, I'm doing a program in the fall and it's intuitive facilitator. And it's, you know, not about being a teacher. It's about intuitively facilitating with people to allow them to find their own answers, you know? And I think that's really where we're all going. You know, I heard you talk at the beginning of the program about this a little, you know, just about where are we all going, what, where we all are headed. And it, that is the new paradigm that we have to, you know, just, I hate to say it, but in some ways, mind your own business. <laughs> like, you know, the old cliche of what you think of me is none of my business, you know.
4: That's true. That's true i was I was wondering, uh, you I, I noticed that you have um, each year a theme for uh, coming up for twelve months. Um, what is your theme for this year?
5: I knew you were gonna ask me that. Well I'm not saying that psychically. I'm saying that is <laughs> um, oh, I, oh gosh i I hate that I don't remember right now. I think. And I'll probably remember it about 3 in the morning, just so you know. And I promised to put it on my Facebook page. Um, I think it was adventure. Um, Because I never, you know, I always pick something. What was it?
4: Well, I know that for me, it's freedom. Freedom Mm -hmm. has been probably the strongest word since January for me. Freedom of Mm -hmm. everything. Freedom to make my own way, my own mistakes, Mm -hmm. my own decisions. Being able not to be... Um, manipulated by belief systems or other people or circumstances beyond my control being able to stand in my power and know that freedom is the watchword if you're free to think and be and create then that to me is the ultimate theme
2: Mm.
4: that's the ultimate theme for me this year is freedom
5: I think it's you know I think it, it it is it is often interesting to me how we pick a theme and this is I do teach a, a class on it and I call it picking your theme and the thing is that and I do it free so but but it's interesting you're saying this that um, what I always say about it is that you know what what we think it's going to be and what it is. is often so interesting. I mean, the year I picked love, my father died. And I learned what love was in a whole different way. So it's really interesting that, you know, sometimes it's outside our frame of reference too, is that maybe there's something in freedom that you haven't even touched yet. I'm not saying there is, but sometimes it is that and it's really fun to discover it, you know, um, and I love that because what I say is whatever your theme is for the year, that's the filter that you see your life through. So everything is being held up to freedom for you.
4: Yeah, true. Well, I got three planets in Sag, so I'm pretty pretty freedom orientated at birth.
5: No, me too. I'm a Sag, so
4: there you go. Planet in defeat and, you know, I just, it's hard for me to, to uh, ever land any one place. Because of you know this freedom aspect that I was born with, but I notice that freedom has taken on a whole different connotation because of the things that we're dealing with, with mind control and with uh, belief systems encroaching on our freedom. You know, I'm just mm-hmm. I'm seeing it everywhere, and I'm and I'm seeing it on television and within groups down in the South and the burning of the flag and everything that mm-hmm. we're witnessing has freedom attached to it somewhere.
5: Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and it's interesting because that's what we're talking about—is you're filtering your whole life through that that filter. Yeah. And that's what begins to happen is that everything in your life is filtered through it. So I love—I do pick a theme for the year, and for the life of me, right now I cannot remember it, but I know it's <laughs> going to come to me about three in the morning. <laughs>
4: it's okay. Tell us a little bit about your your cards and how you came to make them and and what is a toolkit
5: well um when i was in my early 20s i had a near-death experience which is over 25 years ago now and um angels came and they told me these what i thought were silly little stories and they were all color based i was working on a book for putnam at the time so they were all based on color and because i was working on a fashion book and um And I wrote them down because the spirits wouldn't go away till I wrote them down. And um, I shoved them in drawers. And then I was guided. Um, One night I woke up and the spirit just said to me, you have to move to Los Angeles now. So I said, okay. And six weeks later, I moved and just picked up all my stuff and moved to California. And um, at the time, I didn't know what that meant, but then I started using them in a mastermind group. I created this little group of actors and producers. And over the next three years, uh, one night, I pulled out one of the fables and I shared it with the group and everybody went, oh, my gosh, these are profound. Let's do more of these. I said, yeah, there's like almost 50 of them. And they're like, oh, my gosh. So we started reading them and developing them. So the manuscript developed from this group and we created group activities and meditations, and all of that's in the actual toolkit. Um, but the it developed where I literally put these on index cards, the name of the fable, and we would pull them out of a hat and read the you know abstract whichever fable came that night, and we'd study it. And the point is that everybody who who was in that group, their life changed so significantly from studying these fables. I mean right down to people who uh, – somebody won an Academy Award, best-selling authors. I mean, we had so much – and there weren't a big group. It was just like eight of us. But we had so much success, and I then said, you know, I want to get this published. So nobody would publish it. And I said, okay, well, I'll do it myself. So "Mm, don't do this alone, everybody. Um, So (laughs) I found – believe me, not for the faint of heart, I went – I found an artist on the internet, and I said, hey, I really like your work, and can you do this? It's just going to take me a year. And I said, well, what do I care? I've been with this project for 17. Who cares, you know? And she said, okay. So every week in my inbox, I'd get this little image, and it was always perfect, because I sent her the manuscript, you know? And I said, this is great. This is perfect. It fits this project. And then I took it to China and spent my life savings, which, again, not recommended. Um, I spent um, just close to just under a hundred thousand to print 10,000 units. And then I found out how many 10,000 were when they delivered them. (laughs) It lined my driveway, my front walk, my lawn, my neighbor's lawn. It was just, yeah, there were a lot of them. And so after I dropped to my knees crying, I then prayed and somebody said, get storage. And I said, that's logical, put them in storage. And then I Um, I said, okay, I'll put them on Amazon. I tried to sell them on Amazon. I found out it cost me a dollar per unit. And then I went, oh, no, this is not good. So then I had just a few thousand dollars left, and something said to me, use this money and put a free shuffler online and let people use it free. So I did. I put the whole deck online for free, and they came. And one by one, I started selling them off my website alone, And I sold about 10,000 of these in three years. Wow. Yeah. And uh, to back up the story, though, um, just when I put them online, uh, it was six months after I'd had them published. And um, I got a call from Gretchen's husband, who was was the artist that drew the deck, and she died. And she was only 41, and it was very interesting because the only, and the last conversation she and I had, which had been six months prior, was she said, you know, I feel like there's another card. And I said, no, I feel another angel, another spirit, but I don't feel a card. And then when I found out she died, she was the final angel. And so this deck really became about not dying with your voice, your music, your art in you, because she fulfilled it. She gave us this legacy and this gift. And, you know, it's a reminder that there's so many who've come before us to give us these gifts and who've left us these gifts, which is what I loved when you shared about the crystals, you know, the ground. Because, see, you know, I often talk about crystals as the first crystals were used to create a radio. I mean, you have to remember that they're extremely powerful. And so... What happened was, I, after three years of doing this myself, I said, I can't do this anymore. And I went to London, and I found a publisher, and I absolutely adored them. And they published the Chakra Wisdom Cards. And then, of course, the toolkit, which you're referring to, is the book that you can buy separately. But the, the, the card deck itself, the Chakra Wisdom Cards, have... Basically, the original fables were created into just a short paragraph. They were condensed into a legend so you could read the cards more smoothly. And the toolkit actually takes you through a year-long journey with the original fables, much like the journey we went on as the um, team. And, in fact, there's somebody on Facebook who started a... um, a group where people are going through the year of the the uh, toolkit. So it's really kind of interesting, and I chime in every once in a while. But um, So that's how that came about. And then, of course, I have to tell you, I'm one of those people that, to be really fair, I, I've not sent out emails. Like I didn't, you know, email everybody and say, okay, guys, go today and buy the deck so it becomes number one, you know. And it's been number one in three countries for the last – well, it came out a year ago and it just keeps, it keeps staying there. And it's just astounding how, I mean, to me, it's just like, oh my God, I I followed something and spirit told me to do it. And it was, everybody told me it was the dumbest thing ever. I'm getting truth points as I say this to you. I mean, pe- my people, my friends are like, you're spending your own money. You can't do that. I go, I have to, you don't understand. There are people whose lives have to be helped here, you know, and I really felt that Gretchen died for us. Like I really felt like there's so many people that went into making this happen. And there was so every single person who played with or used the original deck or use uh, now the deck, they're calling me and going, Oh my gosh, I'm getting my life purpose. This is amazing. Like people who really use it. If somebody just looks at it and goes, Oh, I don't get it. And they walk away they're just not really in that place with it. It's like any deck, you know what I mean? Or any crystal, you have to vibe with it. And if it's something you're attracted to, it's great. Um, And if it's not, it's not going to work for you. I mean, you have to go for the deck that really works for you. And, you know, I I just believe that. And um, it's been a remarkable miracle, a remarkable journey. I mean, it's just, to be honest, it's surprising me. I mean, I feel blessed every day when I get, you know, get emails from people and they go, oh my gosh, like, you know, because people don't realize the story behind it. It's not just, I'm going to put out a deck and here's some little legends with it. You know, this is like, (laughs) you know, this is like, I, I really, if I look back, there were so many moments when I just said, I just can't do this anymore. And then something would happen. I remember once I was so despondent, and I think it was just like, it was just around the time that I found out Amazon couldn't sell it, and I was just, what am I going to do? And, you know, I put up the website, and I remember thinking, oh, my God. And I just put my head in my, my you know, on my computer. I was just, like, so despondent. And my assistant at the time said, oh, are you okay? And I said, yeah. And she came over, and she said, I'm sorry. I said, yeah, I know. we started talking, and this." This email pinged in, and I looked up, and it says, Sark loves Tori Hartman. Well, I'm a huge fan of Sark, okay? She's Susan area Rainbow Kennedy. She's an amazing author. And I was like, is this a joke? And Ashley and I opened the email, and it was like, no, it was real. And she's like, I so admire your work. I'm so, in, you know, impressed by what you do. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know, like, I was just like, are you kidding? And that was just that moment where I went, oh, okay, okay, spirit, I won't quit today you know
4: so who, who was I, that person who was that
5: sark um she's an author um her, her name is sark s a r k and um probably a, you know like she's pretty well known in our in our arena you know and um i was a huge fan of her i i read all her books and i love her and she's amazing and you know live juicy and all of her books and she's just an amazing human, and you know, um, the point is that she's great, and it was just one of those moments that I needed to go on. You know, I needed that to go on. and and I got it, you know. So I think that when we're in our right work, meaning even it, when we're at our lowest, and we say to spirit, please show me a miracle. And a lot of times I'll say, hey, show me what to do and make it a billboard so I don't miss
2: it. <laughs> <laughs> Good.
5: And I'll be I'll driving, you know, and it'll say, don't give up. Oh, uh, okay. And it really says that on the billboard. You got to try that one. It really, It'll kind of freak you out a little. <laughs>
4: So to change the subject just a little bit, but tell us about your one-on-one sessions and what are they like, and how do people resonate to them? Give us a little um, story about you know some of your successes with your clients, if you would.
5: Sure, Um, you know it's interesting because honestly, and I'm going to be upfront, I don't do as many anymore because um, the way I like to work has changed. But I think one of the one of the biggest things is when people people come to me it's because they really know that there's something they want they want to change or there's some kind of pain they're in and they don't understand it and for example um i had a client and and I, i got a lot of examples but one that i can give you is i had a client come to me and the government had come after her she was in a holistic business and they'd come after her and they cracked down on a lot of people and she just you know they It was, it was unfair. It was unfair. And, but there was nothing she could do about it. And she was very despondent because she kept trying to keep this business going, kept kept trying. And finally she just lost everything, you know? So she came to me and she said, I'm just, I just want to know why, why did this happen to me? And I think a lot of us go into that with some things like when something happens, why did I lose my house? Why did certain things happen? And, what ha- what, it- what occurred was I started, I threw the cards and I immediately said to her, um, well, it's because of your daughter. And she said, what? And I said, well, your daughter, um, had been suicidal and because of the business you had, she met her husband and she said, well, yeah, but, and there was that moment. And she went, oh my God. I said, you had to have that business for your daughter. So, there was no way that this business was going to survive long term. It wasn't about you. It wasn't about the government. It wasn't about being a victim. It was about saving your daughter's life. And this is how Spirit put it together for you. And she went, I get it. And she said, If that's what it is, I get it. And I feel better. And I'm really, I can let it go now. So, that's one example. Um, and then, you know, it, it, that's the kind of thing. And she realized because. You know, so there are other things. Like, for example, I had a woman come to me. This is one of my my older stories, but actually one of my favorite. And this is just, you know, um, she came with a very strong agenda. And she said, okay, all I want to know is, is my house going to sell? And I said, nope. And she went, what? And I said, well, that's all you wanted to know. Your house isn't going to sell. And she went to me and I said, but I think you have other things that you need to hear. So you should sit down. And she sat down and I said, you're, you're, about to, you're about to meet the love of your life. And she said, oh, I'm 67. I am done with marriage. I've been married three times. I am not doing it again. I said, you're about to meet the love of your life and he's going to come right to your door. And I'm hearing he's been around the corner the whole time. I don't know what that means, but I'm telling you. She's like, this is ridiculous. And she starts to stand up, and I said, sit down. You also are about to be diagnosed with with terminal cancer, and they're completely wrong. And they're going to tell you to forget, get your affairs in order and forget the treatment. And they're wrong, and you take the treatment because it's not what they think, and you're going to survive it. She just looked at me. And I said, just keep remembering, rejection is God's protection. That's all I need to tell you. She said, this is ridiculous. She said, and she gave me the money. She walks out. Six months later, she comes back. I a lot of times I don't remember people, especially when I was doing them live. I just there were so many that I was reading early on. And she sat down and she. I said, this is weird. I said, so you had some kind of cancer? So forget it. I just want to tell you what happened. And I said, okay. Well, apparently. Um, Three weeks after she left me, she went for a physical and they diagnosed her with terminal cancer. And she said to them, because they said, Get your affairs in order, she said, No, 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 I want the treatment. And they were saying, Well, we really can't give it to you, your stage, whatever. And she said, No, 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 I'm taking the treatment. I know I'm going to survive and I know you're wrong. And they were like, What? And she said, My psychic told me this. You know, you can imagine not only is she not going to get the treatment, but she's going to be sent to the other ward, you know? So anyway, what happened was she did get the treatment. The point is that she found out that day and she opens her front door. A guy standing there was about to knock and turned out. He says, Hey, listen, I'm looking for your brother. He said, I grew up around the corner from you guys. She looks at him. She says, this can't be for real. She's looking around. He's going, what? And so she said, okay, come in. Long story short. He ended up, he he heard the diagnosis, and he said, well, then I'm not leaving you. You shouldn't be alone. Now, her house didn't sell. Remember, I said rejection is God's protection because all of her neighbors brought them food and gave her, helped her. So if her house had sold, she would have been cut off from all these people. She ended up marrying the man who came to her door um, and that was years ago. Now, of course, they're very happy. It's been years. But the point is, these are the kinds of things. Sometimes I get people um, from all different walks of life. Sometimes they just need a validation that something they're doing is correct, something they already know. And I think it's important to validate people's reality, you know, and just because most of the time people have their answers, and it's really just our, our job, I see it, as to guide them to their own, their own understanding of it and giving people a different perspective. Do, do you know what I mean?
4: Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. And so
5: these are just, you know, some examples, but at the end of the day, you know, it's not so much about the reading itself. It's about how, how much can I empower my client. To, to see things from a different perspective and to walk out with a new tool and to walk out with a new understanding of their life, to see something that's completely different. And I'll give you a prime example of this. So um, my accountant, and she, she called me because there's all sorts of stuff going on in her life. And she, of course, is at the pinnacle of career. And she just bought it. She has a new practice. All these great things are going on. And yet she's got two people, different people suing her for different reasons. And I said to her, you know, she said, is it going to work out? I said, of course it'll work out. You know that already though, right? And she said, yeah. I said, let's talk about the bigger issue. And she said, what's the bigger issue? I said, this isn't what you really signed on for. You know, a lot of us when we reach our late 40s, early 50s, if you haven't had kids, it's different. But if you have, it's still the same 'Cause they're facing empty nest and all of a sudden we're looking at our lives and we're going, Wait a minute, I'm not happy. I wanted this business, I wanted this just this very multi million dollar home. And she I said, Let's look at the fact that you're not happy and you want to walk away from everything. And she went, Oh my God, that's it. And I said, So just sit with the fact that you can leave if you want to and just play with that. You don't have to make a decision but just open up to the possibility of, hello, the word, freedom. What would that be for you? If this no longer existed, if you could walk away from all of this C-R-A-P, and she went, oh, my gosh, yeah. I said, now breathe, you know. And she just said, wow, yeah. Because sometimes as intuitives or as empaths, it's really our job to go to the deeper issue for people so that we can point it out to them. Because, you know, let's, all, let's face it, anybody who's listening to this call, anybody who's, you know, in this work, you, everybody who's listening right now, you've done work. You've done your therapy. You found out mommy was abusive, daddy was, whatever. You know, you know all that. So isn't our job now to go deeper and find out what really is the causative element get a different perspective on it and change our life. And how great is it to be able to work with somebody in it quick? Cause I'm a sad, I don't have time. You know, I'm always impatient, right? I don't want somebody in therapy with me. Let me tell you something. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't want to call me on the radio crying. And she said, Oh my God, does he love me? And I said, who cares? You're miserable. <laughs> and she was like, what? And I said, you see, this was what happens as readers. We get sucked into, if I told her, yes, he does love you, well, then why doesn't he do what I want? You see, you see where I'm going? Why isn't he then doing, because it doesn't matter if he loves you. You're not experiencing the life you want. That's what we need to look at. Because if I said to you, no, he doesn't love you, then you'd start going, oh, but he does love me. You see, this is why. He got me flowers on my birthday. It's like, well, who cares? You're still not happy. So what happens as readers is sometimes we buy into the old conversation, which is, of course he loves you. And will he call me? Yeah, he'll call you. Okay, great. And then the person gets addicted to someone outside of himself. And one more time, the spiral begins. And they get disempowered yeah. because it, it's that same dialogue. And so either we are being a stand for each other and saying, okay, you can do this, or we're molly coddling people. You know, I, I mean, I, I have a friend and she said, I'm just scared. And I said, okay, yeah, I, I get it. I get that you're scared. And I said, I'm scared too, you know. And I finally, she just kept going on. And finally I finally said, you know what? You're 51 years old. Just stop it. And she went, Oh my God, I can't believe you said that to me. I said, you know, sometimes we just have to like get that. It's listen, don't get me wrong. I don't, I really believe in supporting people. And even if I say this, I'm saying it with, you know, a lot of love in the sense that this was a different situation. You know, she, this was, it's not, I wouldn't say that just to somebody. It would be like, you know, she saw her circumstance, okay, and I said, come on, you're 51, and she was like, yeah, I am, I said, you know, at what point do we get up and go, okay, you know, I want to reach, I want to change my life, and this is a friend of mine who was scared out of her mind, and then she ultimately, she got on a plane and moved to Hawaii, because it was where she wanted to be, you know. But that's the point: is that when do we get permission to live? When do we stop taking someone else's pulse to see how we're feeling?
4: Oh yeah, that's a good one,
5: right? right?
4: Taking somebody else's pulse to see how we're doing. Woo-hoo-hoo. That's good.
5: Isn't that the truth, <laughs> though? Think really about good. it. You
4: know? I, I mean, got to write so- that one down.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that was really good.
4: I mean. Here's the
5: thing. We all need confirmation sometimes, right? I do too. I'll call a friend of mine and go, oh, my gosh, do you think my house will sell? Is it going to be okay? And I'm still scared today. I'm like, oh, my God, is my house done all this? i got to sell the house. And I called a friend of mine, and she went, yep, it's going to sell. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, we all go through it. We want confirmation of what we know to be true.
4: Well, I find that synchronization is confirmation so when you when you get on a roll of, of, of synchronization then you know that you're that you're on the right track of, of, of manifesting
5: uh, yeah that's a really that's great feedback thank you it's so true because you know um, sometimes I feel like and I'm because I'm looking for a mover right now you know, I'm trying to get a moving company and it is so I got to tell you this. This is a really funny story. This woman comes, and I really want to work with women, okay? I have this whole thing. Not that men aren't fab, they are, but I try to give my business to women if I can. This woman comes to my house, and she quotes the move on Saturday, and she gave it to me, and I said, "Geez, you know, this one part storage for a month at twenty five hundred—that's kind of high. Can you do better?" She said, "I'll ask the powers that be." So she emails me this morning and says, "Oh." Um it turns out I forgot to add something else. So it's actually instead of thirty one hundred, it's thirty five hundred. I like, this is like <laughs> I said, Do you see any humor in this? You know, <laughs> it's just like it's like a bad it's like a bad comic comedy show. But you know, in the past I would have said, Oh my gosh, it's not meant to be No, that's not what it means. It just means that, you know, I found someone who I don't want to work with. That's what it means. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not. It's not that I'm trying to force a boulder up a hill. It's like I don't want to work with somebody like that. And in the past, I would have tried to make it work.
4: Yeah. Well, now I won't. Yeah.
5: Now I won't. Good. for You, you. know. Good. For and I think that's well, I'm the point. At the
4: time, and we probably have okay. some callers on the switchboard that would like to say hello or make some comments to you. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna hand it sure. back to Ariel at this time. But I really. Um, honor you and your work, and I hope that your move to North Carolina is is something that will be easy and effortless, and I know that the people there will rejoice when you show up.
5: Well, and if you could just send out some light to my house and an ease of selling it, that would be great. Uh,
4: what That's town what do you live You live in Los Angeles? I'm
5: in Los Angeles, yeah. Okay. I'm right by the Grove. It's a beautiful area, and it's a beautiful home, so yeah.
4: Well, it looks like the 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 energies are probably on their way to selling it. So good, good. Yay! Hope you. I, well, hope I think you someone else. <laughs> hope you get it sold before Mercury goes retrograde in September.
5: I think it will. Yeah, it will yeah. be on the, the market before then. Perfect. So Thank you. I'm going to pass
4: you back to Ariel, and I won't be able to come back on the on the on the show tonight. I've got to take care of something here that just happened. So, so Ariel, oh, okay. back to you.
2: Okay. Yay.
1: Wow, this has this has been really funny, and I just like—I mean, funny in in a good, uplifting kind of way. But I love the way that you put things, and it's really kind of uh, you know, straightforward and to the point, just like I have come to expect from a Sagittarian.
2: <laughs> there you, know, you go, that,
1: that arrow of truth. And we mm. do have a lot of people on the switchboard, and I can see that mm. a lot of them want to ask you questions that sure. might be considered a reading. Um, that's fine. That's, that's fine. I'm
5: absolutely happy. Yeah, I'm absolutely happy to answer questions. And yeah, that's totally fine. Um, I, I think where I'm, I, I was making a point that it's important that, you know, we empower people to, to do this work themselves. But I'm always happy because I think that's, we all go through that, you know, we all do. Or we a need little, uh,
1: little kickstart. <laughs> <maybe>. mm-hmm. um, <laughs> we actually have, um, we have one caller who has been waiting since before I called into the show. So um, we're going to come to you first, Donna, as soon as I get your mic open. Hello?
4: Uh,
1: Are you there, Donna? Yes, I'm here. Hello. Sorry about that. Oh, Now that's that's quite all right. Sometimes it takes a while for the spinning to stop when I click on the microphone. So Uh you are on the air with Tori Hartman.
5: Hi. Hi. Hi,
2: Tori. Hi. Hello.
1: Do so you have a question? do you have a question for Tori? Yeah,
2: yeah. It's kind of a you know, I'd like a psychic
4: answer, you know, her sure. intuition, you know. And I wanted
1: I'll to I'll do my
5: best.
4: Okay, there's two things. One is if a job's gonna be coming up for me soon and then the other one is if I'm gonna meet my you know, a relate be in a relationship with a man.
5: So say I I part of it cut out. So you wanted to know about a job? Is it um, if a job will be coming up for me and also if I'm going to be in a relationship with a man soon. Um, boy, they're two very diverse questions, Donna. Oh, so let oh. me, um, meaning, meaning that, um, let me put it this way. You can always be in a relationship with a man. What you're really looking for is someone to balance out your life because you're really tired of carrying the weight. So, right. That's really the conversation that we're having. So what it comes down to is that, you know, I see it like this. I see that the job that you had, you were really, in the past, you weren't appreciated as much. And so this is really a, 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 the undercurrent of not experiencing appreciation at the level you'd like. And I pulled the joy card. Um, are you there? Hello? Yes, I'm here. Oh, okay, I can never tell it very quick. Um So I pulled the joy card for you, which is yellow, and it's the way we think. And so what it's telling me in our gut, you know, it's that intuition, instinct, if you will. When I say this to you, um, what I really want you to focus on in this moment, are you really looking for, and bear with me, are you really looking for a job that is going to really support you and help you feel free again? Because I feel like that may be a very important intention you need to set up for a job. Mm-hmm. being around yeah. people that appreciate you. Does that make sense?
4: Yeah, I'm looking for something very part-time so I have freedom to go places and do things. And yeah, Good, good.
5: Okay, so that's a really important part of it. Now, I feel that once you set that intention of like, finding a job that's fun and gives you some freedom, I feel that then you're going to have a little bit of your own, if you will, some of your some of your path back in your steps. You've been a little bit down lately. So the answer yeah. is yes. I do feel that you will meet somebody. I do feel it will be through or around the job. And I do oh. believe that September feels very uh, positive for you. Mm. So I'm not sure if it means you'll be talking to people now about something. Or, no, I think um, it will be
4: more September. Yeah,
5: that's what it that's what it feels like to me. So I do. Yeah, "Yeah." I feel like and you're by the way, I'm hearing from spirit that you're going to get your perk back. I feel like you've lost some of your uh, energy
4: because you have been
5: tired. And I do feel that when the winter, when the weather cools, you're going to start feeling much, much better.
4: Oh, good.
5: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There you go.
4: Hard time with my (laughs) back being bad. But yeah. Oh, good.
5: Yeah, Wonderful. the feature's been very stressful for you and that's been a huge part of it. It's been very hard for you and it's it's brought you down. So I do feel that you're gonna it's gonna it's gonna pick up. So there you go. That's oh good. <laughs> great. Bye. <laughs> great. Great. Well, Donna, thank hi. you for calling in. Thanks, Donna.
2: Okay. Thank you
1: so much. I appreciate Bye-bye. it. Bye bye. Sure. Wow, that was really cool. So um next we have um, Patty, let me get your mic open, Patty. Okay, Hi,
2: Patty. you're on
1: the air with Tori.
2: Hi, Hi, Tori. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. Hey, Patty. How are you tonight?
1: I'm
5: great. Do you uh, right. Did you have a question, or was there something that you were thinking of particularly? Yeah, um, I was talking with some um, friends that uh, live about
2: 60 miles away from me in a beach area, and mm-hmm. we were talking about possibly me moving over there. I just want to see if that looks good and you think everybody's going to go for
5: that and will I find employment.
2: (laughs) Yep. I'm feeling
5: it right away. I'm getting a very strong yes. Because the other thing I want to say about this is that for you, it's also about your health. Because I feel that the air is going to be better for your breathing. Yeah. and, And you're also going to feel better. Now, I pulled three cards real quick just to take a peek. Faith. Dissipating, reversed, and growth. One of the things I feel that's ha- been happening for you, Patty, for a while now is you're really just sitting and, and stewing alone a lot.
2: And I, right. feel
5: that, I feel that when I see the dissipating card, dissipating is just kind of being stagnant but reversed a reversal in the, in the Chakra Wisdom cards means a breakthrough. And I feel this is going to be very good for you. And the answer is yes. You'll get a little bit of resistance, um, <laughs> but um, but I think ultimately um, it's going to be a very exciting prospect, and I think it'll revive you and your family a little. And this is really part of the path. And I have to tell you, I feel strongly that being at the beach for you is going to just ignite you again. It's going to bring back it's going to bring back some of the energy that you have felt um has kept you stuck if that makes sense
2: that i have felt since what
5: i you haven't felt this energy in a long time and this is going to bring back some of that feeling you're going to feel less stuck is what i'm saying oh good yeah
2: yeah i've been feeling Mm -hmm. very stuck for a while
5: (laughs) yeah and i have to tell you you know it's kind of interesting patty because this is kind of what i was sharing about at the beginning you know and throughout the call is really like when we get into our you know, late 40s, 50s, 60s, all of a sudden, it's like, is this it? And I feel that sometimes it's like, do it. Just throw everything to the wind. There's my favorite bumper stickers when I'm driving across country, I'm driving around, and I see these, you know, these folks in their Winnebago, and it says, we're spending our grandchildren's inheritance. And I just love that. That's wonderful. (laughs) Because, you know what, go live the adventure. Go live the adventure. You're going to, and also, you're you're going to get, your breathing's going to be better. You're going to feel healthier, and you'll start walking again. So it's going to be very good for you. Very, very good, oh, you know.
2: Good. Do you see that happening shortly or soon? I'm trying to make it happen soon. Well, what do you see on that?
5: Say that again. I didn't hear you.
2: Do you think it will happen very soon? I'm, like, ready to go. I'm kind of waiting well, on to see if they're that's ready. The,
5: that's going to be on you. That's going to be on you. Yeah. But do you see that's me living with these people, or should I just find something on my own? Find on your own, but you'll live with them initially.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah.
2: Okay, great. Thank you so much. I can't wait. Sure, no problem. Great. Thanks, Patty. Bye-bye.
1: Great. Well, um, we're going to try to get through. uh, We have actually a a lot of callers now popping up, um, and we're going to try to get through this as expeditiously as possible. Next, we're going to talk to Jay. And you're on the air, Jay, with Tori.
6: Hey, Tori, it's great to talk to you again after your adventure.
1: Hey,
5: how are hey. you?
6: Yeah, pretty good of yourself. It's great. I always love your wisdom. So how you? have you been doing?
5: I'm good, I'm good. Uh, just so everybody knows, Jay used to call in on a show I did years ago, so it's really fun to hear you again. So. Yeah, Yeah, it's good to hear from you.
6: Good to hear from you, too. So you're moving to Asheville, probably, North Carolina?
5: Uh, I'm going to um I'm going to Asheville, North Carolina.
6: Wow. The Mecca of spirituality in that section, so Northeast eh? <laughs> Great. Congratulations on your move.
5: You know, it's really interesting. I have to tell you, and I have to tell everybody listening too. It's like remember I was just complaining about this, this moving company that came and quoted and then they doubled their prices. And it's really interesting. I forgot that um that um you know, I'd, I'd made an appointment today with this guy, Tripp, and he just showed up. It's really fun. He's fine. He's fine. We're, he's chilling. But the reason I'm saying it is I was thinking, I really don't want to move, work with that other moving company. And then the door, the door, he knocked just out the door, and I was like, of course. Spirit sent him over. So, <laughs> <that's funny. laughs> so there you go. So, Jay, do you have a question for me, love? What's going on?
6: Two two questions. Like, when is a sure. you know when you do enough spiritual work? Like, when is enough and eat enough? And my second question is really just mm-hmm. uh, about how your coast to coast AM interview went. So I just wonder what's about that. So.
5: Oh, thanks. Yeah, the interview was great. So thanks for that. And you you just said something interesting. You said um, you know, when is enough enough? Is that what you yeah. said? Yeah. You know, it's interesting because I just, I, you know, I have a training coming up and I'm training people. And one of the things that I said in, in, I've been working on some of the material. And one of the things I say is that we get into this head of overtraining. You know, we okay. just keep training and keep training to the point where it's like, are you kidding? You know? <laughs> so I think there is a point where, you know, what are you training for? Go live. You know, and it's interesting because I just pulled, it's no accident, Jay, I just pulled the enlightenment card for you and it's reversed. And part of that is that this is really a point of stepping into, um, you know, it's reversed, so you know it's a breakthrough. And it's really about just keep moving, babe. I feel like what's happened for you is you're waiting for people to catch up. Don't want that. You just don't want that in your life.
2: You know what I mean?
6: Mm. Yes. That's actually very sad to hear because it's almost like it more to be attract anybody in relationship, friends even. It's like, oh man, how am I gonna do this now? Just no, stop and just wait. Just...
5: No, no, no. I think what you want to look at here is you really want to look at you know, and this is all in all fairness. You just don't want to stop yourself from progress. Mm. Meaning keep moving. It's fine. Let me tell you something. The people that are meant to be with you are going to be with you and they're going to find you. You know, so if you're meant to be in a relationship, you could be hiding in a closet and the person will be looking for a broom. I mean, mm-hmm.
6: you know, Good.
5: I mean, that's really, that's my feedback on that. I think that, you know, what's happened is I think energetically you're holding yourself back, you know what I mean, To to wait for something to happen. And I think the thing is, is that it's almost like jump back on the train. It's the next stop. Keep going. Just keep moving. doesn't mean that you have to keep studying. It means just keep walking in the direction of your life. Keep doing what you're doing. And I think it's just don't slow yourself down is what I'm feeling.
3: Okay. I don't know Thank you much makes for your
6: sense. wisdom. Thank you much for your wisdom. I always love your way you say it. And I always remember what you said before. Uh, belief is the absence of faith. And I always say that to people too and I always remember your name mm-hmm. Thanks so thank you so much <laughs> mm-hmm.
5: yeah you know what anytime and I just want you to know that you're going to be just fine I feel like you're on a good path at this point and you know just keep moving and remember sometimes overtraining is the biggest problem
6: mm-hmm. yes thanks for bringing it <sighs> to my attention yeah. fast- much love <laughs>
2: <laughs> right, exactly. There I go, Saj <laughs> Yeah.
6: Okay. Much love too. So Much enjoy love your move.
2: Thanks. All right.
1: Catch
6: you soon. Take care. Okay.
1: Thanks for calling. Bye bye.
6: You're welcome. Bye bye.
1: I I just had that thought that I think Einstein only made it to the fifth grade. He didn't need any more. <laughs> so um, we're going to talk to Trish yes, right Trish. now.
2: Okay.
6: Hi Trish.
1: You are on the air with Tori. Hi, Tori. How are you? I'm great, Trish. How are you?
4: I'm great. Um I was wondering if you could give me a little insight around my relationship
5: <laughs> So miss Trish
4: <laughs>
5: you know here's what I'm gonna tell you is that really you're you're someone that really has um um you've really done a lot of personal work. All right. I'm going to tell you three cards I pulled and I'm going to tell you what I see. Forgiveness, prayer and perception. And the thing I want to tell you is that you really worked on self forgiveness quite a bit. And I feel that, you know, in some ways forgiveness is really just, we forgive ourselves. We don't ever forgive other people. So it really is about letting people off the hook. And when I look at the prayer card, it really is about two paths that you could take. And, and the thing is, is that this relationship that I'm seeing is that it's more a thing of like your perception around it, maybe what is not comfortable for you. And it's a, it's an interesting thing because even what I'm seeing, it's a, uh, what I'm seeing is that it's a round perception. So here's a perfect example. This is not your story, but I just want to tell you. So I have this friend that's like permanently happy and peppy about her relationship. Okay. She's always peppy, but you know what? She sees him once every six months and she, you know, they talk every day, but she thinks they're in a relationship. That's her idea of a relationship. Now to me, that wouldn't be my idea of a relationship. So what I think I'm feeling around for you is that, is that, you know, what's acceptable to you might not be acceptable, acceptable to others. And what's not acceptable to you might be just fine for somebody else. I think what this is about is you discovering for yourself what's acceptable and what isn't. And I think that's something only you can decide. I mean, what I'm seeing around the relationship is that there are some things that are not comfortable for you, and you have to determine for yourself if these are things you can live with. And that's what it really comes down to. I don't know if that makes any sense at all.
4: It makes total sense.
5: Yeah, and I think that's what it comes down to is that, listen, you know, I'm not going to say stay or go, but what I am going to say to you is that check with your heart, and I happen to know, I have a knowing that you know the truth of what's acceptable to you.
4: And You know, I do. I think sometimes it just helps to hear another person tell you that.
5: Yeah, and I want to validate for you that what you're seeing and feeling is real. And it's really, you know, I tell you something, somebody, my dad once said to me, God bless him, you know, he had me as a daughter, so he had his his own set of problems. (laughs) But he said one day, he said to me, why on earth are you doing that? And I looked at him and I said, because I want to. And he went, oh, okay. And then I remember one day I said, I'm not going to be friends with her anymore. And he said, why on earth are you doing that? I said, because I just don't want to be. And he said, well, what's wrong with her? I said, nothing. I just don't want to be friends. I want to make room for something else. And he was like, you are so strange. (laughs) You walked out of the room, you know? There's nothing wrong with that girl. I just, I wanted something else. Hugh is, it's enough for you to know what you want and to follow your own truth. And you know what? I'm going to tell you something else, Trish. No one's our last resort. No one.
4: You're so right. Um, Thank you so much. Uh, Like Jay said, it's always great to talk to someone
2: like you.
5: Thank you so much, Trish. Much love and much blessing. and Please keep me posted, okay?
2: You find me on Facebook.
5: All right, good. Thanks, love.
1: Bye-bye, Trish.
4: Bye.
5: Did you notice just though in in that reading, I don't know where you went.
1: You there? Yes. One
5: of the things I want to say, if you notice, I didn't have to tell her an outcome; she knew it.
1: Right. Well, you know, it's about bringing your own truth forward, and you're facilitating right. that. Right. And that's, that, that's that's
5: that's what I meant. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's a
1: great thing. So mm-hmm. I I'm seeing now we've got more callers than we'll have time for. So because um, we've got we got like 13 minutes before they're going <laughs> to kick us off the air. That's are so we'll try to get through um, as many questions um, as we can and right. i think you said that you can be found on facebook
2: oh
5: yeah you can go to um chakra wisdom cards um, and you'll find me on facebook that's the the page i'm on mm-hmm. okay i don't I don't, do, I don't do readings on the on the page but yeah absolutely you can you know you can find out more about what i do and all that stuff and find me too certainly
1: and and if and if people bought their own deck of cards and they wanted maybe a question on an interpretation, then you could handle something like that? I generally
5: don't. I get about 500 emails a day.
1: I can um, I understand. So, I understand.
5: So I generally don't only because, um, and just so you know, like it really is like um, my support staff has a pretty full-time job, um, as you can imagine. And so what happens is I, I just simply don't have the time. But but I do have products to support people in understanding the, uh, the cards. And I, I will be teaching them in January. So there you go. So okay. I'm always doing something. So we'll see. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> but
5: um, thanks for that though. Because okay. I really appreciate that clarity. So let's, let's get some people on and
1: there you okay, go. Okay. We're talking to Morgan next as soon as the mic opens up. Hey, you're on the air, Morgan. Hi, Troy.
2: This is Morgan. How are you? I'm great, Morgan. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. Um, I... Thank you for taking my call. Um, sure. I love what you said about being a Sagittarius and not really coddling. That's my mother, too. so I had a good laugh over that. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so I had a question about just career. Okay. Um, moving forward, I feel like I'm at a little bit of an impasse where I can kind of stay in the city where I am and keep building my practice. I'm a massage therapist and do other healing arts. Um, and I'm going to school there, um, or I have an opportunity to kind of be out of town, um, kind of giving up some of my personal things that then is going to give me more, um, I guess more money and more personal time, more freedom in, in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. my, I guess my biggest question is, um, how do I step into my life's past highest potential? Um, I feel like I'm here, you know, to dedicate my life to healing and spirituality and, you know um, so let's do this yeah. let me do
5: this I'm gonna back up Morgan because one of the things I want okay. to do is I is I want to pull I pulled three cards for you you're already okay. on your life purpose just by just by stating that knowing it and feeling it for yourself do, do you know right. what I mean? you're al- you're already there so what I want to say to you is that okay let's let's start with the fact that you're in a real growth spurt you've been going through a lot of Feeling like uh, being unsupported in who you are, you know. It's interesting because the growth card is all about. This is. I'm not saying this, but it's like the story is about um, someone who's gay who comes out, and ultimately the people around him or the other. The other, you know, um, it's about grass and the the different um, uh, forms of grass. to fables fable, so it tells about his story. But basically the upshot is, is that he's trying to grow. And this is a card around growth because he wants to be who he needs to be. And so you're Mm -hmm. definitely, one of the biggest things that that you're coming up against, and this is why you're feeling so restless, is when I look at the second card of complacency reversed, this is all about giving up the dreams that your mom had for you and living the dreams you want to have. So it really is about not like giving up, someone else's dream is really challenging when you feel the pressure to do that and what it's done is in some ways it's made you very still and unable to move if that makes sense yeah so what I would say to you is I want you to breathe and I want you to really think about this you know if I move if I leave the the circumstance am I moving towards something or am I moving away and I would say to you, make sure you're moving um, toward where you really want to be and not just away from something that you know you don't want anymore. Does that make sense? Yeah,
2: it, it does. Um, both are appealing um, in, in multiple ways, and both are sort of like I, – I definitely have felt a little the stagnation, the stillness like, that you're talking about, um, and I'm feeling a little burnout with what I'm doing right now. Um, I guess that I am looking for a way that I'm still feeling fulfilled by my work because I do feel like I do good work in the world, like I feel satisfied with the my mm-hmm. contribution in the world, like I know that my heart and that my intentions are in the right place, but mm-hmm. I feel overworked. I feel like i'm I'm giving too much and it's not the format is not working for me. Um, well, and that has a lot to do with.
5: Feeling that you're living someone else's promise, yeah. So what I would say to you is that that way of working and that way of putting your energy out there is not what is is the issue. And I want to remind you of something: how we relate to the issue is the issue. So if you're mm-hmm. facing burnout, it's it's the way you're energetically relating to it that's really bringing you down. And yeah. so what I would say to you is that you know, if you're facing burnout and this is what's going on for you, that's what happened to me. So I relate, you mm-hmm. know, the, the thoughts you're having are correct. And I would just say to you really look at how you want to orient your life and, and work with that idea of what's my touchstone and what's important to me and start yeah. there. Because I think when you're in that place um, and you're burnt out, you've got to take the next step of just going, okay, Sometimes it's about saying, I I surrender and walk away. And I know that's been true for me.
4: Mm -hmm. So there you go.
5: I hope that helps you. It does. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your your time and your insight. Sure. You're in the right place and you're doing well. So, you know, as my father would say, chin up, kid. (laughs)
1: Thank you. All right. Thanks for calling. Bye-bye. Thank
2: you. Take care.
1: Well, we are going to take it right down to the wire here, Tori. Uh, We we can take one more question, I think, and then we'll probably just have to quickly um, wrap up. So let me thank you ahead of time for your generosity and the work that you do and coming on the show. And I hope that you'll come back because I know you're about to release something else. So we'll look forward to having you back on the show. So now that I've already said that, that, we can take another question (laughs) and and then we'll just... um, exit afterwards so we're Perfect. going to talk to um we're going to talk to Kathy mm.
2: hey, Kathy you're on the hello. air hello Hello. hi Hey, Kathy
1: t- it's Tori t- hi. hi 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 okay my question is I
4: have seen I'm kind of let myself get um, rather reclusive and is there something that I can that is real would
5: really get me out of it? Yeah, you know what, I'm gonna tell you something, and I'm glad you're asking this question, Kathy, because you know, I pulled I pulled the insecurity card, which is Demon Red Rainbow. Fabulous card actually. It's about courage and confusion about letting spirit guide us. And what I want to tell you is I know exactly what you're saying. I've become a recluse, which is exactly why I've had to shake the snow globe. That's why I'm moving because, you know what, sometimes it's like I was saying to somebody, especially because we grew up with alcoholism, yes, um, especially because of your past, one of the things that I would say to you is that, you know, we, we watched people who were waiting to die you know, especially if you grew up with any, if those listening, if you grew up with any kind of person who had substance abuse or something like that, you were kind of waiting to die. And so what I want to say to you is that, you know, this is about changing that. This is about saying, okay, you're a reckless because you really, you really, no one taught you how to live past this age, if that makes any sense to you. Yes. And so what yes. I'm and, and what we're talking about is, you know, it's like I love that. I think it's, um, uh, I don't know if it's Gandhi. I forget who said it. Forgive me. They're they're all so brilliant. But it's like be the change you want to see. And so, you know, be that person of like, okay, go to some kind of meeting. Go to a 12-step meeting. Go to a, you know, get yourself out and try to find a new way of being. Just find something that's going to Move you to the next level if that hel- if that helps at all.
4: Okay, I've been going to off and on lately to a Law of Attraction group meeting. It's a meetup group on Wednesday Please. evenings, mm-hmm.
2: and um, and I did that moving thing mm-hmm. about four years ago. I put everything mm-hmm. in storage and took a road trip. Mm-hmm. And and ended up in uh where i'm at now so um and i don't see myself moving again it's just
5: just i don't see a move move for you i see that it's time for you to just have courage and live the intention of what you came there to do just get out of the house and do something will be great for you
2: right okay
5: and that's what i really listen you know at a certain point it's like I just want to validate that that's what's happened, and it's just time to make that change. That's all. You can do it. You know, do what you're doing. Go to a meetup group, meet some people. You know, do that, and and really, and really get that that whole thing, uh, you know, going for you.
2: Okay. Well, I'll go. Help? I'll be. Going, yes. Does that helps. Thank you. All right, love. Thank
1: you. Okay. Thanks for calling. Bye bye.
2: No,
1: bye. Well, and to the other callers, I'm sorry, but we are out of time, and um, we are going to invite you to come back, Tori. And um, so, callers, you. if you're on our mailing list, um, you'll get another chance to uh, to talk to Tori when she comes back. When are you you you're about to release another um, another work purpose life purpose divination?
5: Oh yeah. Um, life purpose divination. Um, actually it's, uh, it's actually, gosh, it's still up. And, um, if you, if you use the code, you'll save $300, but don't tell me I told you that. <laughs> if, you go on, if you go to lifepurposedivination.com, it's, it's 497. And, um, if you add uh, the code coast to coast to coast, T C coast, T O coast, um, it's still working and I just found out earlier it's still working and you can save $300. So it's one ninety-seven, and it will never be that low again so that you can do that. Or if you're, if you're also interested, just jump on onto um, the mailing list and you'll hear about all sorts of special offers and things like that, that we have going on uh, with the cards. And when I'm teaching and you know, you'll get a, an ongoing email, you know, um, you know, kind
1: of like an autoresponder of like, here's some tips about the cards, you know, that kind of Okay.
4: So,
5: Great. Well,
1: um, once again, your website is Tori Hartman. It's T-O-R-I Hartman, H-A-R-T-M-A-N. We thank you so much for being with us. And uh, from all of us here at Starseed Radio Academy, we thank you for listening, mm-hmm. and we'll see you next week. Thanks so much, Tori. Thank you. And Goodbye. good night,
5: everybody. Good night.